Time to Head North podcast, brought to you by The North Group, where security is refined by intelligence. Hello. We're, we're missing a member here. <laughs> he forgets hey, to be live. Yeah, this is, this is, we're recording now, so we need you to stay in your seat, okay? It's going to be difficult, but I'll do yeah, my best. Just paces back and forth. Okay. Hello, everyone. It's time to head north. Of course, our podcast with the North Group. I'm Natasha Ryan. I do communications and business development. I have our CEO here, Steve Hernandez, uh, Vincent Rocco Vargas, lad from Hollywood. He's our he's our famous one. Uh, and then Lee Alton with the Kindness Games and Fortress Risk down in Mexico. Dear friend. Lee, if I could have you on every week, I would. That's how much love I have for you. I'd love um, that too. <laughs> okay, so we're here because Lee has uh, founded the Kindness Games. I am a member. I'm a big fan. The whole point, right, Lee, is to give a different perspective of people in the security sector. You know, we see people like Vince over there, big, rough, tough, you know, security guy, but Vince is actually the epitome of what you're trying to show, you know, vulnerability, a different side. It's okay to be kind. It's okay to do your job, but still have this soft factor about you. And anyone that knows Vince over there knows he's just a huge teddy bear anyway. So um, Lee, I'm going to let you take it over because I kind of want you to just expand a little bit on the kindness games. You want me to talk? You know, how long have we got? I right? <laughs> no, no, you know, I'll cut you off when you, when you go too long. Yeah, so I, I I love the way that you actually brought Vince into the frame because you know obviously Steve, myself and Steve are bros, and obviously now you're part of the family and you're part of the security industry and the community, and and you're starting to understand some of the stigmas, barriers, and challenges that that we have within our industry. And I went to a conference actually where I met Steve. You know, I think it's about three years ago, and. I challenged the entire industry and the entire audience that was at that conference to be bigger and better. And where I was going with that was, hey, leave your egos at the door and let's start talking to each other. Let's start sharing. Let's start caring. Let's not be competition. Let's be collaborators. So then fast forward, um, I think like another year or so after that is the kindness games was born and how the kindness games was born was my good friend and the co-founder of the kindness games and the, and, and the initial creator, Tim Wenzel saw one of my posts on LinkedIn where I was giving grace and gratitude to my team members who had done a fantastic job over the weekend. And all I did was a simple post on LinkedIn saying, Hey guys, I really appreciate you. Thank you for going for that extra mile. You know, I just want you to know, you know, as your leader, I am humble to everything that you do. So Tim saw this, called me, and he's like, dude, what the hell are you doing? What is that? Right? Something seemed that is something normal is actually constituted as a bit weird, right? Um, you don't usually see leaders putting themselves out there, being vulnerable, the being authentic. They say they do. But what I say is that actions speak louder than words. We can talk the talk, but if you're not walking the walk, then yeah, you can be compromised straight away. So I've always been that, you know, that guy, that leader, leads from the front and executes on, on everything that I say. So Tim said, it's like, dude, 
why don't we do something? And I was like, well, what do you mean? What do we do something? He's like, what do you think if we go on a competition and we do 30 days and me and you basically try and one up each other every single day and call a different person out and give them kindness, gratitude and thanks for what they've done and the impacts um, and everything that they brought to our lives. So, yeah, that's where it really started from. So Tim did a post on LinkedIn, just a written post. And then, you know what? You know, how I love the limelight and I love to, you know, upstage people. Tim woke <laughs> up then Tim woke up the next day and there was a video of my mug going, Hey, welcome to the kindness games. This is day one, and, and I'm gonna give a shout out to so-and-so. So since then, as you know, yeah, we've gone global. Um, I think that there's only one place or one hemisphere that we're not really in right now, and that's Antarctica. So we're going to call up the penguins to see if they want to join the kindness games. Um, you know, so yeah, we're going to do like that the new version of Happy Feet Five. The kindness <laughs> that's exactly games, right? where my mind went to. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, we've got kids, so we've seen Happy yeah. Feet, you know, many times. But yeah, I'm proud of what we've done with the kindness games. You're part of the kindness games. Our good man and our good friend Steve there, he's got a, a, a TKG hoodie too. Um, you know, and, and I'm grateful and thankful for him for you know, just yeah, you know, people don't realize how much that means when someone actually goes out and buys something that you've put your heart in, your blood, sweat, and tears. And and this is what I always say to people is that when people are creating a charity or a brand that gives back, you know, put your mind past your purchasing something and that there is a money train behind it because that money means a lot and that money goes elsewhere to to help others and that's what we're doing with the kindness games and once you've done your 30 days then there's an even bigger part of the kindness games it's not just a game you know we're actually going out to corporations and doing wellness programs you know we're helping people with mental health problems you know like Vince and Steve, I'm an ex-veteran, so we're also looking at veterans and how we can help them too. And just giving everybody a voice, you know, giving everybody that platform to, to share them. We never suppress. I don't believe in suppressing someone's opinion. I love a difference of opinion. I love to debate. And again, that that's what the Kindness Games is all about. We're trying to shine a light on also that kind, being kind is not being weak right? At the end of the day, we're making people curious. We're making people understand where kindness, again, sits in within their own ecosystems of life. I'll press the pause button for now and, and say, what do you think? Well, you know how I feel. <laughs> well, exactly. I think it's great. I think, you know, there, I think there's a lot of communities that can use that motto and that mindset. Like here in Hollywood, there's a lot of Hispanics that go for this. It's the same 20 guys go for every role. And no one really takes care of each other because it's kind of like we're competing. But in the reality of it, there is no competition. If you're meant for the role, you'll get the role. And we should be uplifting each other. We should be promoting each other. And same in the veteran community. You know, the veteran community can be kind of a, it could eat its own sometimes out of out of pure competition and, and insecurity. 
And so I think uh, that mindset of just being pure positive is, is a great healthy way and alternative to what is this this machismo attitude of you know let's eat each other up instead let's bring each other up right let's let's lift each other up and i think that's a beautiful sentiment yeah i i, I think i think hate fades and love lasts right so um we you know probably apart apart from natasha right the the three of us have spent um a decade or more around the world dealing with hate um, at its at its finest uh, and at its worst, and we've seen it at its worst. Um, I I think what attracts me to this is is our community gravitates towards aggression because you know um, that's that's what that's that's the quota, right? That's the status quo. That's how we're supposed to be. But you know. Um, there was a smart man that once said, be polite and professional and always have a plan to kill everybody you meet. I mean, you don't need to walk through, don't need to walk through life, right? Just, just acting like you want to kill everybody. You just, you know, if you're a professional and you're, if you're a protector, right? Since, since we're all protectors here, if you're a protector and you're walking with your principal and you don't have to have a mediator looking face on your, on, on you, you can, you can just be, you know, calm, cool, collected and ready to go. Um, I think it's a mindset. I think, I think kindness is a mindset. Um, I, I know that I've struggled with my transition and kindness and part of that's feeling like, you know, people have taken advantage and, and I know Rocco's been down that road, Lee, you've been down that road. Um, and it's, it's a lot harder work to be kind than it is to just be, to just be a jerk, right. To just, you know, be uptight and, and angry. That's easy because that's a natural defense mechanism, right? Emotionally for us to just have hate in our heart when something goes wrong, it's a lot more work to be kind. And, and I think all of us love a challenge, right? And I think those that have heard us, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to go out of my way for folks that I've hurt over the years, always, um, to include those in my life that if, if I said something, did something, which we all do, we all have, we all have a flash temper, um, in, in certain situations. And I think we have to fight to let kindness prevail. I think it's really important, not just in our industry, but you know, in the veteran community, I think it's, I think it's globally, right? Like I can talk to a Brit and I could talk to an American and they can tell me five people on different sides of the world that deal with, the same issues with PTSD and anger and, and, and it's not nationality knows no bounds to that. It's, it's experience. It's, it's experiences. It's, it's failure. It's, it's hurt. It's pain. And I think kindness is the only way out of pain. And that's, and that's why I love what you're doing, Lee. Well, Steven, you just hit on something that, you know, I think is an interesting facet of this, right? Because I think a lot of men feel like they have to keep their feelings inside and, and they can't share and they can't have those experiences and moments like women do all day, every day. And so I think, you know, the kindness games, Lee, is also a great way to, as you said, bring people together with collective experiences. And it's almost a form of therapy, right? Like once yeah. you can network and you know you're safe with someone who has this kind of mindset, then you're more likely to share. Have you seen that? I've seen it on oh, like thousands of occasions now, and 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 I love it. And I, and and I'm also seeing 
not just in the kindness games community, but but outside in in, in different industries. And because I've grown this this following and, and a lot of people seem to resonate towards me, I've literally had strangers walking up to me and just spilling their guts and telling me, you know, the 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 world's most you know horrific horror stories and you know that brings you to tears and and, and sometimes will you know, crush you and, and, and you've got to find the strength inside of you of, of how do I be um, that voice or that vessel for them so that they can really unleash the beast that's inside of them because they need to. And that is the key aspect of what I'm trying to do and we're trying to do with the kindness games is be a platform for others where they can be, we talk about authentic, authenticity and sometimes people don't really understand what authenticity is and what we're just trying to do is is we're trying to show people just be your true selves again unfortunately we live in a world that is so materialistic and there are certain things and i'm not going to slag networks or organizations off because that's not what i do i'm always there to help others and so if if i've got a beef with certain let's say a certain media organization Rather than shout them out, I would go to them and find a way of, look, hey, I don't really understand why you're positioning it like this, because what you're doing is you're putting in division. And then that individual over there hates me because of something that I've said. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to break down those barriers. And even though the kindness games is something in essence, we brought so many other facets to it yeah vince said earlier about positivity i i wake up every day super happy i'm one of those annoying people that gets up at 5 5 a.m every day with a smile on his face and i go to bed smiling too i'm happy right even though i've got super crazy challenges in my life yo my business in its own right we we, we live with so much turmoil, that's what our job is. Yeah, I don't let that affect me. Yeah, because I'm I'm a great communicator and I will go to anyone and I'll open up. I've learned, and, and this is a very difficult thing for men, is that men struggle. Men, men don't know how to communicate, right? Oh, how are you doing, mate? Oh, I'm fine. I know you're not fine because when you use the word fine, I know you're not fine. So I then encourage people then to ask another question you know, entice them into a conversation because they're not fine. They need your help. They need a conversation. And I've worked uh, and supported in the UK now for a long time, a charity organization and a men's mental health group called The Man Game. And that's exactly the same. All they're doing, and they have their meetings every Wednesday, is they, they turn up at a location, they get a group of men together, and they just talk. Right. And these men are sharing some of the most horrendous stories. Yet I know that that space is a safe space for them. But if we don't give that and it's not just men, it's for everybody, too. Right. You know, what I'm saying is, you know, that is for men. But what I'm saying is that this you know, environment should be for everybody and we should encourage everybody to talk. You know, take me and you, for example, Natasha. You and I have spilled our guts to each other over conversation. And, and, and like we literally never knew each other, yet there was yeah. something that we saw. You know, it was like, hey, she's safe and you saw it in me. He's safe. And then we just spilled out. We need to encourage people that humans are kind. And 
also say to people that nobody has the right to judge you. The only person that can judge you is yourself. And the problem that we have as humans a lot of times is that we allow our emotions to be driven because somebody else has a challenge with you. Rather than having a conversation with that person, you just, you're, you're just creating that animosity environment. And you're like, so every time I can see someone's being a bit aggressive or negative with me, I lean into it. I want to know what's going on. I want to know what's going on behind the scenes. Why, why are you coming at me like that? You know? And again, look, my background, I've done some very aggressive things that I'm not proud of you know, in my life. That being said, that was part of my journey. And that is why you see who you are, what you are today. You know, we, we you know, the three of us that are on here, plus you, Natasha, we were paid to be aggressive. That is what was in us. So it's taken a, a long time for me to really unstrip this, this, this armor and this, you know, all of these mechanics that are all over me to say, hey, there's a place for kindness. There's a place for positivity. And actually, to counter what Steve said earlier, if you work on it, being kind is so much easier than being negative or being hateful. And, you know, I don't have anything against haters. I want to understand why you're hating or why you're saying it. So if you ever see my interaction on social media, if someone sends something of hatred to me, I won't go back at them. I'll just say, hey, can we have a conversation? Can we talk? You know, nine times out of 10, that person doesn't want to talk to you. I, I, do, I do that yeah. all the time. If someone says something negative to me, I say, what's your number? And I call, <laughs> they're like, whoa, bro. I said, let's talk about exactly why you said that. And they trip out because like to engage someone is like scarier for them. Like, oh crap, you must have a real conversation. Like, yeah, bro, we're gonna talk. And then I talk my way out of, not out of it, but like explain something, right? Like, sure. yeah. you know, and that I think blows people's minds that we don't have to agree, dog, but we're gonna communicate like men and just like, let's talk about it like a, like a real conversation. And so you're not getting off on the wrong foot here. And I think that's so valuable is like, you got a problem, man, call me. Let's just figure that out, figure what that is. Uh uh, so it's funny, right? Because the no, there's there's a big journey here with this with entrepreneurs, right? Because we have to we have to have walls and silos, and and I think that was a hard thing for me because I used to just let everybody in. Uh, I wanted everybody to be part of the team and on the bench because that's the culture we come from, right? Where you know that's that's what we do. I've I've started to realize that civilian life is a lot different. But it doesn't take away from the fact that I still can be kind versus, you know, seek retribution or or destruction towards individuals that are not kind. And I think that's been the biggest, greatest learning success for me um, with success and entrepreneurship and what have you is is finding my heart during the point where I want to hate um, and then just, you know, looking at that person as as unwell, jealous, envious, whatever it is, um, because they want to hate, right? And, and, it, and every single person, if I were to sit here and catalog my experiences, every single one of those persons is in a worse place than, than, than where I knew them, right? And, and, it's, and I'm not saying, like, I, I hate that, right? I hate that they're in that worst place. Like, I'd love to see them in a great place. Um, 
and that's been the that's been the journey for me is learning that that i i have to just i have to just find my heart in the most difficult situations with people um and try not to understand motives because that's what we do right we're looking for well why well what's their motive well what's you know why are they doing this you know what's the and and i have to still sit back and be like listen it doesn't matter it's good everything's everything's fine and if that person's making a decision to have hate in their heart that's going to be a long road for them because they 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 have to they have to be able to figure out how to deal with that where we compartmentalize it right we compartmentalize a lot of things in our work and in our life because it's what we have to do to be able to keep going um but we don't have to compartmentalize how we feel we can talk about that to your point lee and i think that the moment we we realize that compartmentalizing danger compartmentalizing um stress compartmentalizing horrible experiences that's great we need to do that to be able to operate but we don't have to compartmentalize discomfort and we don't have to compartmentalize love or hate in in a in a in a toxic situation we need to work our way out with gratitude and then accept that person's emotional situation or whatever they're dealing with and i tell you you know it's been great watching you lee because not only are you a friend and 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 you know um but and a, and a colleague but like it's it's been a mentorship for me to see somebody with your background and experience and knowing the things that you've done in the places you've been to just be able to take off that armor as you say right because it shows me that hey this is possible because here's the thing we can take it off life is based on seasons right and 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 our perspective in those seasons change but our heart doesn't have to change and a lot of times we change our heart based on the season we're in and and i'm just watching a guy just your heart's been constant through you know the last few years that i've known you it's just been constant it's only grown right no matter what which is just super impressive man so i think i'll have to pull the kleenex out right i know he's, he's uh, trying to get he's trying to get me right uh i have a i want to throw this out there so <clears throat> What I know of this group is I could come to any one of you, spill the guts on the table and about any gnarly subject, right? You're going to listen. You're going to take it in. We're going to we're going to have that moment. But here's here's what I'd like to ask all of you. Um, how do you not take on pain from others? Right or their situation and make it your own pain or, or let it trigger your PTSD, right? Like Vince and I were just kind of talking about this before this call. So I'm going to start with you, Vince. So like, it's great when people come to you, it's great that you can, you can be their safe place, but then how do you safeguard yourself from going down a road of, of eating the pain as, as I like to call it, yeah. you can call it whatever you want, but you know what I'm saying? I've been involved in like the veteran community for, so many years in when i say involved involved in in suicide prevention and everything and so uh, i think early on i carried a lot of that with me early on it ate me alive early on you know and and i came to the realization and it might be pretty harsh to say but i can't save everyone uh, i can continue to 
as long as I'm working towards that goal of finding those answers, as long as I'm continuing to answer that call and give my best. And, you know, Gary V goes up and speaks to all these people. And he says, one of the first things he says to people is like, I'm going to give you all the answers and 1% of you are going to do it. Right. And it's this funny thing in like trying to help veterans, like, Hey, are you drinking? Let's stop this, that. And I can give a list of all the kind of the path I want guys to take that has worked for me and very few take it. And it's just because they're not ready. Right. At that moment, they're probably not ready. And so I know in my heart that I can listen and I can give advice. And as long as I've done my due diligence and giving the best advice I possibly could at that point, um, you know, we all have to take those strides on our own. And I try not to stress too much on whether they've taken those strides or not. I say, I'm open, call me, let me know where you're at, achieve these goals and then get back to me. And from there, I'm pretty content with, I hope to God they've done it. I've done my best. And then I kind of let go at that point. It's kind of like letting a kid, he's riding a bike, he's learning and then boom, go. Holy shit. I hope it works. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's kind of my approach. Lee? It's um so we're we've been servants all our life, you know. So the three of us, even since the 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 days that we were birthed, the moment that we came onto this planet, we were servants. It took us what eighteen years to join. You know, I I joined the the army at eighteen years old. So I people who are, who are suffer from PTSD is is got to be one of the most horrendous traumas out there right now i am never going to say myself that i suffer from chronic PTSD because i don't because i'd never ever want to take it away from you know the men and women that are in a very bad and dark place that being said i have traumas in my dreams that's how i live out a lot of the events that, that, that I've been through. And it always makes me laugh when people say to you, how many people have you killed? How many, how many times you've been shot? How many times you've been blown up, etc." cetera. Um, anyone who's really been in that will never, ever remember. We'll never, ever know. <laughs> it's not like we have a, you know, it's not like on a movie where you're counting dog tags or you've got someone's finger or ears around a necklace. That is not the reality of it. The best thing that we can always do for everybody is just be at service. You know, we are a platform to serve you. And I love what Vince says is that, you know, again, I, I'm a sponsor to, to someone in the UK who's an addict, you know, he drugs, gambling and drinking. Now I have a gift inside of me because I've done all three of those myself, but I have a gift inside of me where I can say enough's enough, no more move on right unfortunately with addicts they don't have that right it, it you know it's that they they just have to have more right it's the t once they get the taste so i'm proud of this guy that i work with ron and i'm gonna name him i've never ever met ron in person yet we met virtually he phoned me up one day and said lee would you be my sponsor and i was like i don't understand the term sponsor i don't know what it constitutes what do I need to do? And he explained, and I said, I can do that. No problem. I, I can be here to serve you every single day. But like I say to him, and like Vince says, I can tell him all day long what he should be doing, but I don't, I don't walk in his shoes. I don't follow the path that he does. So I can only hold his hand for so long. So again, if he's in the UK and I'm in Mexico, if you think about it, there's 
yeah, let's say the, the six hour difference where we can't communicate, that could be a, a part. So what you have to do is you have to help condition him and prepare him and, and, and get him into what I call is, you know, the habits, the routines. And if you think about addicts or you think about people who are, you know, who are suffering with mental health, it's all about atomic habits. You know, see, so if you think about Admiral McRaven, what's he say? Make your bed every single day. Right. I love that guy. For me, you know, again, he's someone that I hero worship. You know, two of my other heroes are Nelson Mandela and Winston Churchill, because, again, they're people that live by their conviction. Yes, they've done things wrong in their lives. And, you know, because I've been called out on that before. Well, you know, so-and-so was, you know, guilty of this. Okay, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, you know we, we, I'm not an angel. We've all done things wrong. But, again, it goes back to being that vessel for others. But you can't, you can't help everybody. But same again. So when someone passes their um, negativity, their challenges, their problems onto me, I, again, I have an ability to absorb it. And, and, and like Steve, Steve used the word compartmentalize. We have an understanding of where to put it, what book box to put it in right now. But we'll also go back and we need to recognize it later, because if we don't, you've then consumed us with your with your energy and it zaps us. So those of us who are public speakers know when you go on the stage, you're in the zone, right? It's yeah. spewing out there yeah. soon as soon as you're off that stage. And you're out of that environment, you crash, right? So it's exactly the same when, again, and it's all about emotions, understanding, and it's all about conditioning yourself to be, have the ability to work through. You can also never, you can never ever, like if you're an addict, you'll always be an addict, but you've got to recognize where is the point when you're on your sobriety. Yeah, and this, again, this is where people say the wrong things to people. Oh, yeah, you, 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 you'll get rid of your addiction. If you are an addict, you'll be an addict for life. You know, it's as simple as that. It's, it's the chemicals in your body that are yearning for that rush. Please stop saying to people that you know how they feel because you don't either. I would never, ever say that to anybody. I know how you feel because I don't. I know how I feel because I'm living in this body. I can have an understanding of maybe how you're feeling. I may be having similar thoughts, but I never know exactly how you feel. So again, the, 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 the point uh, probably will is the biggest thing, become an acute listener and be there for others so that they can just talk to you and just unleash fury on you. But I don't mean like in, a, in an aggressive or a vicious way, right. but right. everything that they need to get out because they need that rise of the phoenix moment. And we have the ability to, you know, unfurl those wings for them, set them on fire and get them to rise up again. Steve, thoughts? You know, I'm listening to both of you and I respect, you know, Rocco, Lee, you guys are, you know, I don't just work you guys. You guys are friends of mine. And, uh, you know, there hasn't been a, 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 a a police funeral or a military funeral that I, I, I mean, even if I see it on TV, um, I absorb that immediately. Just having been to both, having, having seen that loss and felt that loss personally, but I don't like, I don't even have to know those people. I just know the feeling of those kids and that family. And that's why I lose it every time. 
taps, you know, I, I lose it. I don't lose it because I'm sad. I lose it because of the feeling absorbed from past experiences of seeing a, a, a five-year-old and a mom handled a, handed a folded flag and, you know, those, those great words on behalf of a grateful nation. Right. And, and even, it just gives me chill. Like I absorb that instantly into emotion. I'm angry. I'm, I'm, you know, um, and I've, yeah, I, I, I'm not even empathetic. Like I just want to get even like it draws a hate out in me that, that that's, that's unmatched. Put me in a room with that person. Right. Right. Um, It's, I've had to learn to deal with that because that is translated into, you know, being involved in counter human trafficking, being involved in, in different things like that. Um, Being involved in law enforcement, right. Seeing, seeing some of the worst things and the worst people, you know, I remember when I was a deputy up in Michigan, there was a guy who he, I, I was, I was working in the jail and he came up and asked for a pair of socks, but this guy just got brought in for, you know, sexually abusing multiple children. And I'm like, no, why do you need a fresh pair of socks? Like what? And he's just, he just wanted socks. Like he was like, it was a normal day for this. And, and it just, you know, and I absorb that emotion. And so I've had to work on me personally to just be able to look at things outside of my own head space um, in business. Same thing, right? Somebody, somebody, you know, ends up taking advantage of me or, or taking advantage of us financially. Um, that, that angers me, but I, I care less about money and more about that person's well-being. And I've actually learned that from a very, very good role model in my life. Um, it's, it's, it's just money. It's just stuff. I've never, ever, ever seen a, I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse pulling into a cemetery with somebody's belongings. Right. But what I have seen is the words and the wisdom that people will speak on that individual at their eulogy and remember the kindness and no one's ever like at a funeral, man, that guy was a jerk. (laughs) You know, (laughs) everybody's just quietly not wanting to say that. But the one thing that is constant is the kindness and, and the impression we leave on people. And it, and it is our job as humans to, to just be good people. And if somebody does come to you, I mean, my thing now, and, and I get a lot of people that come to me because of what we do with issues. Um, you know, I'm, I'm practically, I'm practically a divorce attorney, um, you know, for, for, for some of our private clients, you know, they'll come and I'm like, Hey, you need to talk to a lawyer. And they're like, well, how do I do this, this, and this? And, and a lot of it's just problem solving. Right. And it's emotional control, being able to control that emotion and compartmentalize you're feeling something, you're feeling something that you want to express. And the first thing I tell people is in, in situations of chaos, don't express, analyze. You have to step back and analyze because we will express out of fear when we will express out of anger. And when we express out of those two, those two emotions, there tends to be a chain reaction. That's usually the second and third order effects are pretty negative. So for me, I try to stay away from things 
in large consumption that, that, you know, I, I, I couldn't go to three police funerals in a day. I couldn't go to three military funerals in a day. Um, I could, I don't know if I could do more than I, I emotionally, it would be rough on me to do more than one a week. Um, and it's hard. I, again, those of you that know me on active shooter stuff, it's hard for me again to see an active shooter incident. And, and I know that there's an officer showing up at that parent's home to tell those parents that their kid isn't coming home. And that is as a dad, right? It's just, it's, it's gut wrenching. And so, you know, Natasha, you bring up a good point. How do we deal with that in the security industry? I think is a big thing that we got to work through because we compartmentalize and compartmentalize and compartmentalize. And at some point it comes back. It comes back and and I'm telling you, having an army of people around you is is has been my saving grace around me. Having friends like Rocco that no matter what, nothing comes between our friendship. Like we, I, I can I can go to the both of you and be like, hey, I'm I'm not doing right. And, you know, and I'll tell you, it's it's hard, you know. I mean, the the active shooter phenomenon, I mean, because we because we've done the training, we're in the schools, we, I, I get the law enforcement side of it, but I'm a dad. And, you know, we had one up in Michigan recently and I, you know, I called to talk to my 11 year old and he's like, yeah, dad, I'm good. Like, I don't, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, well, at least he's good. Like it's, he's not scared to go to school. Like, you know, uh, 500 other kids were. Um, and it, it's, it's hard for me because I'm also so in tune to the world around me. And then I analyze human behavior enough to know what the effects are going to be before they happen. That's why, that's why we are good risk managers, right? Just because we can preemptively see risk. Well, we also can do that in, in fear-based scenarios, right? So it's hard the moment that I turn the news on and, 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 and for me to consume what's going on, because I know that there are some second and third order effects that are absolute, and there's some information that hasn't come out. When I hear five dead at an elementary school, I'm 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 guessing that there's a parent that's not going to have their kid home for dinner, and that and that's rough for me because I think kindness kindness intercepts those acts, kindness and listening, like you said, Lee. I mean, we're, we're working on a program right now to teach people about situational awareness. It's just listening, observation, and kindness. You don't need to go through life not being kind to understand what an adversary's approach is going to be or what somebody's intentions may be. I guarantee that all these kids that have shot up schools and, 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 and committed violence, if a couple more people would have been a little bit more kinder to those kids. They might've not done what they did. I can't say that for sure, but I know that kindness trumps evil and it allows us, it allows us to say that we attempted, we attempted. I want to jump in here real quick and something that's kind of off topic. You just mentioned it kind of blew my mind that I don't realize about myself is that I evaluate everything in a safety mitigation standpoint and so my daughter is on her way to compete in state next week. And this weekend, the whole team went to a trampoline park. And I'm like, 
well, that makes no sense. You guys are going to break your ankles. <laughs> like the safety mitigation side of my mind was like, um, maybe we do this in two weeks, not now because there's a potential of breaking. And I think like that, I almost didn't let her go. And I called the coach. I said, do you think it's a good idea? He goes, bro, let them have fun. Like let them kids. And I, my head is like, this is the most dangerous thing you can think of to do before a week before state. And I almost ruined her day, her weekend with her friends because dad is so worried about, I'm, I, I just analyzed the whole thing. Like, well, that's broken ankle. That doesn't make sense. And I almost destroyed her youth in happiness because I'm so concerned about my world of all the trauma that I know. Right. Like it's crazy. Bad dad. I, I just did that yesterday with, with, with my, with my wife. Um, I was like, Hey, you know, you should, you should plan a weekend to go get away and do something. And she's like, Oh, I'm going to go horseback riding in the desert. And I was like, no, you're not. not by yourself. <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, you just told me to go do so. And I was like, that's too dangerous by yourself. You need to go to a spa. You need to be cornered. You need to be insulated. You need to be at one place and not move the entire time. Oh. By the way, you need to drive across the country to do it because planes are too dangerous. So it, 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 but this is natural for us, right? But the, the crazy thing is, as I'm saying all this, I'm like, I go all over the world. I do all I kinds of say. <laughs> I'm in Stop. LA, bro. I'm in LA. It's a war zone here right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you need you need security. Um, so it, it, it's like, but then I again, I have to mindfulness, right? I have to I have to use mindfulness. I have to step back and I have to look. Wait a minute. Why is there a double standard, right? And it is the one thing that complicates marriages, relationships, that. Vince can go to LA, but if this wife wanted to go to LA by herself, he'd say no. <laughs> right. And, and, and it's like, and we understand it because of our mindset. It isn't, it isn't, you know, it isn't a control thing. It's a fear thing. Yes. It's a, it's a fear thing. Yes. And, and I find myself doing the exact same thing yesterday. I do it with my kids all the time. We're at a tubing park the other day in, in Michigan sledding and my four-year-old, we've been there tubing at this place before, but now he wants to go down the fast hill. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and my, my father-in-law just kicks the tube down the hill. And I'm like, uh, and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, we're naturally afraid of the things that will hurt the ones we love the most. And, yeah. and, you know, teaching them to be kind Teaching them to be able to be kind, but do what we do is important. Raising our kids to just be hard and that's it is horrible. I want, mm. I, I want my kid to want to carry the little girl's tube up that lost it because yeah. he loves the reaction he got from that. I had yeah. to call my daughter. I called her and said, I had to recall her and say, all right, um, I'm sorry. Your dad's <laughs> a little crazy. I just love you so much and I would hate to see you get hurt. And these are things that I need to work on as a father to allow you to have a normal life because I've been surrounded by madness my whole life and fear that if I don't warn you in these things or I don't protect you from them, you're not, you know, and the truth is I had to be so human and just say, I'm sorry. That's my, that's what I need work on. Right. That's what I'm, 
that's what I suck at is letting you just be a kid by trying to raise you in a bubble, you know, and but, but at least you're recognizing it now. And that is the cool thing yeah. and the cool growth for you as, as, as a parent, yeah, because of these, you know, again, all of us have got kids on here. It's, it's the biggest blessing in life, yeah. but at least you're recognizing the challenge now and, and, and you understand the power of being able to say, I'm sorry, you know, it was my fault. I didn't allow you to have that freedom. And that's on me. That's my bad. You know, it's like we need to evict ourselves because of who we are from that situation. And then, you know, just come back when you're finished. Right. We're, we're having our panic attacks in the, you know, in the car. And uh, oh, my God. Right. What is my kid doing? But the thing is, if you think everything that we've been subjected to in our lives that is the reason why we are who we are today and why we're showing up in the manner that we are. we got to give our kids that opportunity to go on the same journey. Otherwise, we're doing more damage than good. And that's the way I look at things now. Yeah, But, but again, I'm the same as you guys. I still do the same things, but I'm, I'm trying to work on that to, to, to give them, to lift them up. How, how so, does someone, I'm so sorry, I just how does someone participate in the kindness games? Like I like it sounds awesome, but like how do I it's so easy? So easy. <laughs> Ask the turtle. She she'll tell you. <laughs> no, it's, so. it's go on, do, do you do you wanna do you wanna be I, the, I, do you want me to give this spill you or do, do you? It, you do okay, it. Okay, all right. So Vince, this is what you gotta do. Every post you go on, you show your face and you talk authentically about someone that has shown you kindness or inspired you in some sort of way, whether it be a colleague inside or outside of the security sector, it does not have to be in our industry. I've, I've done some beyond our industry and you just talk for like 30 seconds, maybe longer about why that person is getting a shout out from you. And, and you speak in such a way that the thing that I love about it is it's so easy to just write something, right? And I'm not taking away from people that don't want to be on camera. It's great to write something. But when you can put your face to it and talk about someone from the heart, from your, from your voice, and they can hear it, I think it makes a world of difference. And it's, it's just a challenge to do 30 of these posts supposedly in 30 consecutive days. I'm affectionately known as the turtle because I started this journey a while ago and I'm still in the 20s. So I'm getting there slowly, but um, but it's great. That's literally it. You just hashtag the kindness games and you just highlight 30 people and, and that's the whole challenge, right? Like, So I hashtag, I put hashtag the kindness games and yeah. then I talk about someone in a positive light and how they've inspired whatever something really sweet nice and all that and you do that for 30 days like i don't know if i can do 30 days consecutive is that a bad it's thing no, 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 i don't yeah but no. you'll but you'll be surprised at how it takes over you right and, and this is why i love what tash just said then i always encourage everybody to to be the true person right be yourself and and, and unleash it because for me again it's the kindness games is a wellness journey, right? It's a state of mind. And if you're staying in your comfort zone, you are not going to grow through that 30 days. So again, if you think about the science behind it, you know, the, the leap of faith, right? You're at the crossroads, you're at the edge of the cliff, you're stretching yourself, right? 
you know, the 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 you know, the growth comes within the pain. And when you're uncomfortable, so you know, if we're not uncomfortable, we love being on the camera, but for those who are uncomfortable, it's it's great growth. And again, it's pushing you to come out of your of your shell. And again, I've talked all through this discussion we've had about the journey and your own individual journeys and collectively how we can come together with our, our journey. So that's what I always say. You don't have to do it now consecutively to 30 days. You just have to do the 30 days. And then once the 30 days is finished, you become an alumni and then you go into another group and we've got all kinds of cool things that we're exploring initiatives, writing books, you know, doing, you know, just helping others, right? Again, it's just another add-on of being at service to people. And can I just add, of all the things I post on social media, this gets the most traction by far. I genuinely believe when you have this kind of fulfillment, right? And, and you can express your gratitude. It does something for you emotionally and soulfully. And I think that that comes across and people just feed off of it. And, and I, I love that part of it too, right? It really is infectious. And I love that part of it. I, I just want to add something is that everything I do in life now is not for myself. It's for others. And that's what the Kindness Games is about. It's for you guys, not for us. I love it. We love you. You're on, you're on let me, mute. Let me, let, me ask, yeah, let me ask a question about the kindness game. So you have to have 30 people that you want to give a shout out to. Yeah. And if you can't be kind to 30 people, bro, you're struggling, dude. <laughs> you know, if that's where you're going with this, me and you need to have an offline conversation. <laughs> oh, I'm good. Oh, I, I, the I doctor got, that birthed you, I don't know, someone. There's exactly. people. Yeah. What about no, I've got, your I've, I've, college professor? Of course, or, that's yeah. Listen, I've got 28.5, okay? The barista that made your coffee in the morning, bro. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so listen, you guys are, are amazing, phenomenal people. I am happy to work with you and, and call you all friends. And just the uh, – I, I learned stuff from each and every one of you constantly so um th this is amazing and lee everything you're doing brother you know that i you have you have my full support tng's full support um 100%. my network's full support you're you're just you're you are the kindness crusader he is and remember all it takes is hashtag the kindness games you can reach out to any of us if you want to know anything else about it, we're going to wrap this, guys. I just really want to thank each and every one of you uh, for doing this. And Steve, that kind of sounded like maybe your first Kindness Games post. Um, <laughs> he's like staying silent I, on that. I agree. <laughs> he's like, don't add that to my day's list. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll close it out with a video from TNG. And thank you, everybody, for joining thank you. us.